Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast from San Jacinto Assembly of God in Amarillo, Texas. If you'd like to know more about our church, visit us online at www.sjag.church. Now here's this week's message. Luke chapter 2, we find, and it came to pass, says in those days that a degree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place, Cornelius was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from the Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed wife, and who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. What an amazing story that's been told for over 2,000 years now, or right at 2,000 years. And for the last two Sundays, I've been preaching a series titled The Joy of Christmas. The first Sunday, I spoke of, the, of, of, of Simeon and his song and the joy that was in the song that he sang and, and as he met Christ at the temple. Last Sunday, I spoke of the angels and their uh, good tidings of great joy. And so today, I read this passage in Luke chapter 2. As we move closer to the true joy of Christmas. Because the true joy of Christmas was definitely found in that passage that I have just read to you. What a story of great joy. You know, I think of this and, and, and of the joy that it brings to us in and, and, and this particular time of the year that we take a moment and, and remember the birth of our Christ. And what that joy brings, and we're inside now inside the stable because there wasn't room at the end, and, and not only that, but we're close and we're around the, the trough, the feed trough that Christ had been placed in, and now you can't even get closer to the joy of Christmas than what Mary and Joseph was at that particular moment, is that they're there, they're right next to the joy of Christmas. And they have this thing going on, and I think of the joy, I want to speak of two joys that was in that room that, that morning. The first is the joy of the birth of Christ brought to the couple, the joy that it brought to the couple that were there in that stable, and how that must have been. You know, just by being a baby, how many have figured out that just by being a baby, there's some joy? You, you, you don't even have to be kin to that baby when you see that little child and it, that little baby makes you talk kind of strange and do some weird things for an adult. And, and could you imagine this joy that was there for this couple there at that moment because this child was there? Because babies truly are just a bundle of joy. They're happy. You know, they don't have any attitude at the moment. Well, some of them get a little attitude, excuse me. But, you know. <laughs> But they're just joyful, and, and it's, it's just fun. I love watching. I've seen videos where babies just laugh, and, and, and I, before I realize, I'm laughing the same thing because their laugh is so deep, and, and it's funny to watch them. And, 
You know, I'll never forget the birth of our two, our, our two daughters. You know, that moment when the, the doctor hands that child to you and you see and look into their face and you think, wow, this is just so cool. And, and babies bring that joy. So one of the joys of Christmas that we can really talk about in this, this passage that I read a while ago is the joy that it brought the parents on Christmas Day to have that child. You know, as a pastor, I've watched over the years, I've watched uh, uh, parents as they hold their baby for the first time and, and see that glimmer and that, that joy that's in their eyes. And, and not only that, I've seen grandparents the same way. You know, we get to do that in January. We're going to be having a grandchild, and, and that's going to be a wonderful thing. And, and so they bring great joy into our life. So it's perfectly all right to assume Joseph, that Joseph and Mary were experiencing the joy of a newborn baby at that particular moment in their life because it's, they were just as human as you and I. But think about it also. It was a long nine months for this couple. They had to be patient. They had to wait. And perhaps their journey wasn't quite like any, any other person or any other couple's journey because they had had some special words spoke to them over that child. Mary had had an encounter with Gabriel the angel that said, hey, you're going to have a child. And she said, how can I have a child? I know not a man. And, and, and Gabriel says, hey, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you will conceive. And so I don't, that would be kind of a long wait from that moment of conception until that little child comes. Wouldn't you be wondering just a little bit what that child looked like? I mean, literally curious. I mean, they didn't have the sonograms and all that we have today. And, and Joseph had been told, hey, this is the, the child that's in your, in your uh, fiance's uh, uh, womb is, is of the Holy Spirit. And so they had to be wondering just a little bit all through that nine month what this child's going to look like. They didn't have that privilege that we have today to have that, that moment where, you know, the, the sonograms today really reveal a lot. And both of them had been convinced by what the word came through them supernaturally that this child was of the Holy Spirit. Another thing that could have brought the joy is that, and, and this you may think, well, this is, uh, I don't know about this, but listen, the name had already been picked for him. You know, there's been families almost split trying to pick names. I've been trying for a long time to get a baby named after me. And it has yet to happen. I was really pushing hard for this grandchild coming. Well, it's going to be a girl. I said, well, name it Billy with IE. It'll be fine. You know, and, and so this was already decided because the Bible tells us that their name, they were both told, both of them were instructed to name him Jesus. The name had already been settled. There was no arguing. What, what are we going to call this child? I say Jesus because that's what we're supposed to call him. And not only that, but the name itself meant Savior. The name that you were supposed to give this child, it means Savior. Not only unto the people, but all the world, that if anybody would believe in him, they would be able to come into a relationship with God. So that had to be a special moment to look. And, and if you could just imagine, you know, that they would look in, in, into the face of this boy and think, this is the Savior that we've all been waiting for. The joy that that must have brought in that Christmas moment in that morning to see this. So see, he was the true joy 
of that Christmas morning. It was about Him. There's another joy that I want to mention this morning also. It's the joy the birth of Christ brought to the world. We were told that a Savior was born. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 and 47 says this. The scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. So we find that word Savior, how can He be the Savior? The reason is because He came from heaven. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. And now we have this wonderful day that He is incarnated and He is born. And now we have a Savior for the world. He is different than any child that had ever been born. He was born of the Spirit. He was literally man and God. The Bible says he was without sin. Do you know each and every one of us in this room and maybe those that are watching online this morning that we were all born into sin? What makes this young man that was born that morning was exceptional is because he was born without sin. He did not need a Savior because he was and is the Savior. He didn't need anybody to come and and rescue him from sin, but he came to rescue us from sin. That's why it was such a joyful morning, because there was no way unto God except unless God came himself through this little child we call Jesus and went to the cross of Calvary that we may have life. He is the only one that was of this type of conception. This allowed him to be called Jesus the Savior, and he is the only one that could save us. This is why he should always, listen, this is why he should always be to us the true joy of Christmas. The true joy of Christmas. Also, I love it because, see, he was given to us. He was given to us. He was a gift that God actually gave to us. The Father gave to each one of us. Yesterday we had a little early time of family with uh, Amanda and, and Jerry and the girls and Megan. And we opened some gifts and, and we spent time to read the Christmas story that yesterday morning. Just to share a little bit about the special gift. And I expressed all oh, these gifts under the trees that... Uh, under the tree, that's fine, but the, the best gift is the gift that came from heaven. And we read the story, the Christmas story, about this moment that I'm reading this morning because it is, he is the best gift that we could ever have in our lives. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, and you all know this scripture, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about, right? That through him the world might be saved. And you know, it didn't say that the world will be, it might be saved. That means it's a decision on each one of us this morning. We must make the decision whether we're going to receive the package that God brought on that Christmas morning, whether or not we're going to embrace Him as our Savior, or we're just going to treat Him like any other child. 
because it is for us. He is for us. See, I could total up all the gifts that I have received. I, I got gift cards yesterday, and I went to Lowe's, and, man, I got me some tools. I got me a new battery charge grinder. I mean, I'm just waiting to get the whole craftsman line. And I could go through my toolbox and, and all this stuff I have and, and add them all up. I can add every Christmas up since I have been a child. I can think of the bicycles. I can think of the BB guns. I can think of the motorcycle that I got one Christmas. I can think of all the clothes, which I really didn't like clothes for Christmas. But I can, I can think of all these things, and I can total them all up. And, and literally every package that just under that tree that I've unwrapped over these years, I can add them all up. But can I tell you, none of them will come close to what God gave us on that Christmas morning that gave His only begotten Son that we should have life. Come on. That's what it's about, is that we should have life. Nothing on this world can compare to what God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit brought to us that day. Nothing. They cannot come close to the joy that the gift of Jesus has given us in our lives. See, Jesus is also known as the bread of life. He spoke that himself over in John. And he came to a starving world. He came to a starving world. And there's nothing on this earth that can fill that hunger other than Jesus Christ. Money can't fill it. All the material things in this world can't fill it. Anything. There's nothing that can bring you out of that state of starving except for the bread of life. And what's sad about it, many people will hear the message that I'm talking about, about Jesus Christ today, and they will choose to go in, into eternity without the bread of life, and they will starve not only in this time that we're in, but they will starve for eternity because they receive not the bread of life. Christ, He is the joy of Christmas. He's the reason we're here this morning. It's not because we just have, a, have to have a service on Sunday morning, New Year's Eve, or Christmas Eve. It's because of Jesus that we're here this morning. A wonderful package that the Lord brought. I was watching, and, and over the last few days, or actually last month probably, Robin and I have watched a few Christmas movies. I'm sure some of you have. And uh, we tried to watch one last night. It's called Candy King, Candy King Lane, I believe, believe it was. We got into that just for a few moments, and they pull up to this house. He's trying to get a bunch of decorations because they have this competition going. It's like driving down that one that we have in Emerald. I think, my word, that's a lot of work. <laughs> but they have $100,000 to go get out, so they're trying to figure out how to get enough deals. And they, out of nowhere, this old old uh, Christmas uh, store appears and there's some lady in there and they go in and they're thinking, well, we can get you anything you need. And they said, you want to, uh, they ask them what kind of Christmas and I, I'm trying to get this all right in my head, but, but and, and one of the words where it says, you want a religious Christmas and at least, oh, we don't do Jesus Christ here. And I, you know what we did? We clicked the movie off. We turned it off because see, there are two types of Christmases. There's that secular Christmas out there, and there's the one that we celebrate Jesus. And I'm not going to watch a movie that won't bring Jesus Christ into the midst of that show. And it's the same thing with you and I. 
The real joy of Christmas is not the material things that we celebrate or the, the things that we go through. I love family. I love fun. I enjoyed yesterday with my family. But I'm going to tell you, Christmas is very vacant without Jesus. It's Jesus that makes the difference. It's Jesus that touches us heart, our hearts. It's Jesus that is the true gift and the very gift that absolutely every one of us need in our lives. Every person needs Jesus. Everyone. We try to shop for that person that has everybody, or every gift, excuse me, that every gift. But let me tell you this morning, if they don't have Jesus, I can tell you what they need is Jesus because he's the reason for the season. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says this, Thanks be to God for, he is, for his indescribable gift that he's given us. His indescribable gift. I can't tell you. I, I, I love, like I said, tools. You know, get a pocket knife that's got like pliers and a toothpick just in case you need one and all that stuff. You just can't talk about everything that tool will do. But let me tell you, Jesus is indescribable because I'm going to tell you since I've known him as my Lord and Savior, I can't tell you everything. I can't list everything on the page that he's done for my life. He is amazing, amazing. And I choose to worship him on this Christmas morning or Christmas Eve. Amen? Because he is. I'm going to ask you this morning, have you unwrapped this wonderful gift? Have you unwrapped him as your Savior? Is he that indescribable gift unto you that has done amazing things? Let us pray. Lord, today we thank you. Father, we celebrate you sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for being that special gift to us. And, and I pray, Lord, this morning in this house and even for those that are watching online this morning, that if there's any in this room, Lord, that have not accepted that gift that you've given, I pray that before we dismiss this morning, that they will receive you and enjoy that package. That gift, Lord, that you brought on this Christmas morning, Lord, that we celebrate. In Jesus' name, amen.